0: All my favorite singers couldn't sing All my favorite singers couldn't sing David Berman, Silver Jusley vocalist
1: Steve Henn teaches high school English in northern Indiana. He's the author of several books, including Guilty Prayer... Indiana Noble Sadman of the Year, and his most recent chapbook, American Mail, published by Main Street Rag in February 2022. Steve's the proud father of his children with the late American artist, Lydia Henn. He loves crab cakes, playing records, and he gives poetry readings in all kinds of places. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine rubin Steve joins us long distance from his classroom. Welcome, Steve. What have you brought for us today?
0: Here's a few poems from American Mail. This is Loss, or one for Josh Wildman. Most of the big moments are moments of loss. A father dies. A child is penalized. In my senior year, we went to penalty kicks in the quarterfinals against the Blue Blazers. Coach named me an unlikely addition to the first five, for in practices I nailed lower left side netting goal after goal precisely. Left leg like a piston, like a machine. In the real PKs I booted and the ball sailed between the field goal posts above and beyond the soccer goal. There it vanished, my moment of glory, like a duck dying in flight. Before I kicked, a teammate interrupted my lone walk from midfield to the spot, getting in my face to say, Whatever you do, don't kick it over. And so I never tell this story without including him. This is the way of loss. Of failure it helps to have someone to blame this is how in God's holy name is this boy ever going to survive I am training myself not to panic at the sight of bumblebees one came curious at the odor of my gas station fountain coke it tensed me anxious here in the backyard but I didn't bolt I'd call this a victory but how dumb How maladapted I am to the most natural occurrences. Can they even sting? I don't even know. Stupid. One chased me around the house when I was a child. Real memory. Can't remember why. Maybe my hands were sticky with Popsicle. It was always Popsicle time in the 80s. Always time to bike up to the Kroger for an off-brand Big K pop. Once, a friend and I walked home through several harrowing experiences. A dog that chased us through the cemetery. Teenagers in the woods, one of whom grabbed me by the biceps and shouted, "'What are you doing here?' in my face. Earlier in my first ever visit to the boys' club, I'd had a basketball thrown at my face with that old think-fast maneuver. Then I cried, which undercut any possibility of establishing alpha male status in that vast, lord of the Flies gene pool of feral 8- to 13-year-olds, one scarce adult male popping bubblegum loudly in a nearly barren side room called The Office. That's about all it took. Entering the back porch door through the screened in porch to the TV room, I burst into tears. My dad immediately, so it seems in memory, incredulous with anger. That can't be it, he shouted. Shouted, as I blubbered through an explanation that failed to capture how afraid I'd gotten at me, or maybe at my sister, or at my mom. That can't be all that happened, he persisted, voice cracking to my terrifying weakness. The dad rules. Because he is paying the mortgage, he is allowed to walk around inside his house in only a t-shirt and boxers. When they reach the height of the handle, his young must be trained to push the lawnmower. Never speak of the era in which he drank beer after beer after beer. Lightning can't strike you while observing the spectacle of a thunderstorm from the front porch if you're next to a dad. Avoid even bringing up the clogged gutters. No, you may not shoot the BB gun at aluminum cans, for the BBs are traveling all the way across the yard, hitting the neighbor's house. He wishes you might ask about the book he's reading sitting in his camper chair in the backyard, but you never do. Fast food cheeseburgers from a place about a mile away if you do a good job cleaning out the car. He refuses to feel ashamed driving the minivan. He quit watching ESPN. The old couple, two houses down, find him pleasant to speak with. He leaves the outside lights on when the teens aren't home yet. He is always keeping watch. His phone is always right next to him. This is called The Spirit Moving Through Me. I could never live here, my brother said, inviting me into a pastel rental among pastel rentals backed up on a man-made lake not 200 yards from Lake Michigan. I said, a man-made lake not 200 yards from Lake Michigan. It's a different breed of person, he claimed, and it's true my brother and I don't come from money, from ease. Everything to him has been a competition, usually with himself, as they say of golf. He wanted retirement by 50 and got it, wanted a half-basketball court in his basement and dug it out, laid it in, the house temporarily quivering on stilts. No one engineers the perfect life. He bore the death of his wife from cancer, shaky voicing the eulogy. I looked about the church he attends three hours away. All Catholic churches labor to set the same scene. And I almost remembered when I was so young that I found the mystery of the stained glass and the faint odor of incense comforting. But it has been very long since that God puzzled over us once in third grade. I sang so loudly at Mass after my best friend moved away that our teacher touched me on the shoulder, said, Stephen, that's enough.
1: You've been listening to the poetry of Steve Hen on The Poet's Weave.
0: I'm Romaine Rubin-Estorce.